Hello my awesome project managers, welcome to PMP exam success in 40 days. It absolutely is doable. To get certified in 40 days, you need to stay on it and cover the 35 tasks in the PMP exam content outline. So on day 15, we begin our journey into the process domain. And the process domain is well documented in the PMP exam content outline. So let's jump straight into the very first task. You got to understand it's not about PMBOK guide at this point. It is about certain tasks that the PMI wants you to be able to demonstrate proficiency in for the exam. Task one, execute the project with the urgency required to deliver business value. First and foremost, you need to understand projects need to be executed in many instances with urgency so that you can harness that advantage so that you could realize those benefits and value to be competitive in the marketplace. You got to assess the opportunities to deliver value in an incremental fashion. Not every project can deliver incremental pieces of value. Some projects can. Some projects may actually deliver value in getting earlier feedback. You got to think about what value is. Value is an advantage. It's a benefit. Early feedback is an advantage. But we're not just stopping at early feedback. We're also talking about getting real goods, tangible goods, services into the hands of customers who could use them. So your job as a PMP is to support the team to subdivide the work to find the minimum viable product, the minimum amount of functionality that you deliver to a client to enable them give you valuable feedback to help you know if you're building the right stuff. Building the right stuff is part of quality. We don't want to build stuff that the customer doesn't want. So this task is extremely important and I dare say it will cover a lot of ground on your exam. Executing with urgency to deliver business value. And we're talking about delivering it incrementally. When you think about value, you also need to wear the product owner hat. And the product owner hat is one that simply thinks, is it value? If it's not value, I'm going to cut it down. How much value is it? If it's little value, it's going to be deprioritized. It's going to go further down. It really depends on where it was in the beginning. If it was already down to begin with, well, you don't need to do much. But if it was something you thought was high priority, but you then look at the value and you realize it's not that much value, there's stuff that is more pressing, stuff that isn't just more urgent, but stuff that will give more value for better advantage, this is how you need to be thinking. Task two, manage communications. Three things we do in communications management. We plan communications management. We manage communications and we monitor communications. Task three, assess and manage risks. We determine the risk management options. That's one. In other words, we plan risk management. And step two is everything else, the other six. So we identify risk. We perform a qualitative risk analysis, quantitative risk analysis. We plan risk responses. We implement risk responses and we monitor risk. So as you see me flying through these tasks, I need you to always look at the world of predictive and the world of agile. And that helps you understand that you've got your ducks in a row. So communications, you got to communicate in a more agile fashion. You got to communicate 
across boundaries. There's no central communicator like in the world of predictive, in the world of agile. In the world of agile, we communicate across boundaries. We are very T-shaped oriented in our thinking and we're jumping in to help each other and to communicate as we need. Number four, engage stakeholders. This makes sense. Why wouldn't you engage stakeholders? How's your project going to succeed if you don't? So you gotta analyze them. You gotta first of all identify stakeholders, then you plan how to engage them, then you manage the engagement, and then you monitor the engagement. And in the world of Agile, again, it happens fluidly, dynamically with the right mindset, customer collaboration over contract negotiation. Task five, plan and manage budget and resources. Everything from planning how to manage costs, estimating costs, determine budgets and controlling the cost. That's what we talk about in task five. And I'm going to be addressing this when we get to the relevant days. Task six, plan and manage schedule. If you don't know how to schedule, I encourage you to find a teacher to teach you scheduling or just sign up for a program. But whatever you do, learn how to use, in my mind, Microsoft Project is a gold standard. Learn how to use Smartsheet. Learn how to use Project Libre. It's a free tool just like MS Project. All of these are vehicles to help you dominate the world of scheduling because you need to know how to effectively schedule. It's the bread and butter of project managers. So in task six, the PMI says estimate the project tasks, utilize benchmarks, prepare the schedule, measure the ongoing progress, modify the schedule, and coordinate with others. It makes sense. If you build a schedule, you should use it to manage the project. Task seven, plan and manage quality of products or deliverables. So how do you do this? What is quality? Well, it's fitness for use, conformance to requirements and customer satisfaction. So you need to determine the quality standards that you need to adhere to. You determine them by discussing with the customer, stakeholders, and what have you. Then you continually ensure that the project deliverables meet that quality. You're not only checking the final deliverable, but you should also be having audits all throughout the process, quality audits, Quality assurance is where we do the quality audit. Quality assurance is just another word for manage quality. Quality assurance is checking the process. Quality control is checking the product. Let's move on to task eight. Task eight, plan and manage scope. In the world of Agile, we already know scope is flexible. We understand the product backlog is put together. It's a living, breathing artifact. And through time, it's going to evolve. But in the world of traditional, we plan scope management, we collect requirements, define scope, create WBS, we validate scope and control scope. These are things I need you to be familiar with. Task nine, integrate project planning activities, consolidate the project or phase plans. What this is saying in essence is, as a project manager, you should be all over integration. You should understand that this is the one thing in the world of traditional that you are meant to do. In the world of Agile, this is what the team does. So integrate planning, consolidate the plans, make sure that you're thinking in an integrative way, continuous integration, continuous delivery in the world of Agile. Continuously analyze data to make informed project decisions and determine critical information requirements. In the world of integration, we develop project charter, develop project management plan, direct and manage project work, manage project knowledge, monitor and control project work, perform integrated change control, and we close project or phase. These are things I need you to have at your fingertips. Task 10, manage project changes. 
This is a very important task because your exam is going to be filled with change requests, changes, customer change, team member change that wasn't even authorized, things such as that. So you need to understand this landscape. Number one, you got to understand that people might ask you verbally. Number two, put it into formal writing in a change request. Number three, log it in a change request log. Number four, analyze the change. Do an impact analysis with your team. Understand what the change could affect and understand what is going to be impacted as a result of your change. Understand that once your change has been assessed, you then send it to the change control board. If there is one, change control board will make the assessment. They may ask for additional information. They may pull in the sponsor and the customer if they're not there, but ultimately they're going to decide to approve, reject, put it on hold or pending. It's going to be documented in the change log. That change log is going to be reshared with stakeholders. They're going to understand what the status of the change request is. And if it's a go, then the team is going to get that change request done. Moving on, plan and manage procurement. So in the world of procurements, we plan procurement management, we conduct procurements, and we control procurements. And it's in control procurements where we manage the contract and we ultimately will get it closed. Number 12, manage project artifacts. This is all about the artifacts such as product backlog, sprint backlog, increment, and all those backlogs in the world of traditional, you do need to know them. Task 13, determine appropriate project methodology, methods, and practices. What is this saying? This is just saying as a project management professional, you should be able to take a look at the project and understand what are we going to use to carry out the work by means of a framework or methodology or practices. So you've got to assess the project needs, understand what the project needs from a financial perspective. Then you recommend an approach, a framework, a methodology. Use iterative, incremental, predictive, agile, what have you, hybrid, whatever you need to do to get that framework or method that the project is going to use, you should do it. Number 14, establish project governance structure. All this is saying is don't let the projects run wild. Determine the appropriate level of governance for the project. Sometimes you may replicate organizational governance. You may define escalation path and thresholds, and that's part of the process of understanding how to run the project from a governance perspective. Governance is a framework within which authority within the project is exercised. Number 15, manage project issues. Understand that the language we use in the world of Agile is different. When we say issue in traditional, it could mean impediment in the world of Agile. Now, when you say impediment, that's not enough. You gotta ask, okay, is it truly impeding us, which means slowing us down? Is it an obstacle that's something in your way that you can go over or go around? Or is it a blocker that has totally blocked the work? Regardless what it truly is, you as a project management professional to be, need to put on your solve it thinking cap, fix it thinking cap, where you use your circle of influence, your abilities to remove those roadblocks. So in this area of issues, you recognize when a risk 
has become a reality. It's now an issue. It's no longer something that could happen. It's something that is happening. And then you need to attack the issue with all you got, the optimal action to achieve project success. Number 16, ensure knowledge transfer for project continuity. You ensure that knowledge is transferred within the team so that the project is not dead in the water when someone leaves. Finally, task 17, plan and manage project or phase closure or transitions. All this is saying is determine the criteria to successfully close out your project. Understand if indeed your project is ready to be closed. Validate the readiness with the operations team. Conclude the activities to close out the project or phase. That's final lessons learned, retrospective procurement, financials, resources, and then go ahead and close. That is everything that this next domain has in store. So we are about jumping in to the very first of the process domains, but I wanted to give you a clear picture of how everything lies. So over the past couple of days, I've covered 14 tasks in the people domain and now 17 tasks in the process domain, which is worth 50% of your exam. Let's jump into the next day and I want you to participate by asking questions along the way. Just look for a link below, look for the address and send in any questions you have about these tasks. I need you to ace this exam and we'll see on the other side as PMPs. And then you can subscribe to Life After the PMP Exam, yet another podcast. <laughs> All right, my friends, I hope you've had fun. I look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget to smash that like button. It helps me, helps the algorithm. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.